This is episode 266 of the Beyond the Food Show. And today it's all about the right way to set goals for women. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Going Beyond the Food Show. I'm Stephanie Dodier, clinical nutritionist and certified intuitive eating counselor, creator of the Going to Beyond the Food Method. And after a 25-year dieting career that started at the age of 12, I decided to say hell no to diet culture and hell yes to living my life to the fullest in my now body. And I made it my mission to help smart, successful women like you live confidently, unconditionally, right now. Ready, sister? Let's do this. Hey, if you're new to the Going Beyond the Food Show, our podcast roadmap has been designed with you in mind. With over 250 episodes available to listen, it can feel overwhelming to know which episode to prioritize for you. The podcast guide answers the top five questions women have when they enter our world of going beyond the food to unlearn diet culture. To get your free copy of our podcast roadmap guide, head over to stephaniedoziate.com forward slash roadmap or use the hyperlink in the show notes. I'll see you on the other side. Hello, my sisters. I'm going to talk about goal setting. And I want to share with you my own journey through goal settings. For years, I set goals the diet culture way. You know, the smart goals. All of my corporate sister or even anyone in the fitness or health and wellness field will know exactly what SMART goals means. For those who don't, it's an acronym. SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Relevant, and Time-Bound. So specifically measurable goals that are attainable, relevant, and time-bound. In my early corporate career as a baby... I was actually a team trainer for SMART goals. I ran clinic with teams to be and set SMART goals specifically at the end of the year or at the beginning of a big project. I believed in SMART goals real hard. I believed in SMART goals even though it didn't work. For me, I believed in it and for the team that I was training. And I thought the more and the better trainer I'd become, I would finally crack the way of training people in SMART goals. People in my class were so excited and pumped and created extensive plans around their SMART goals. But on the follow-up calls or the follow-up visits, after the first month of implementation of those like SMART goals extensive plan... 60 to 70% of people didn't show up. The second month, only 30% of people came. And by the third month, it was a devastating 10%. And that pattern repeated itself over and over again. And here's what, it wasn't different for me on a personal level. Every year, the same pattern. First, I'd set my goals, making sure to do it the right way, following the SMART goal process. And then I spent days in a perfectionist fantasy of planning all the action and the to-do list and creating time block in my calendar and weekly and monthly and yearly checklists, all the things that I would do, all the action that I would take. 
I love that part of it, the whole planning and fantasizing about how my life would be so much better when the smart goal word actually work. And then come January 2nd of every year, the implementation phase would come in and I'd be good the first few weeks, all excited. But then one day, the checklist didn't get done. And my brain did not like this at all and actually used this not doing the checklist for that day as an evidence that I wasn't good enough yet again. And I beat myself into willpower and discipline and the self-loading began. See, you can't do this. It's like every other time before, just another failure. That was my brain talking to me. By the end of the third week, I started to feel not as excited to do all the checklists and quickly became anxious and frustrated with myself. And with every item not checked on my list, on the big list of things to do, the self-loading thought and the unproductive emotion would overwhelm me. The back to normal phase unfolded rapidly, faster than the time I had spent fantasizing and planning for the extensive goal-setting dream that I was going to pursue. And it repeated itself every year. Why? Well, first, because smart goals are about doing the things, most of the time on a checklist. My Conquer and Tribe sisters, here we're talking about spending our time in the A line, the action line of your self-coaching model instead of the feeling. And that is the big problem about smart goals. It's only focus on action. Second, most people misunderstanding of the word failure was another reason why smart goals weren't effective. And third, because most of us, especially women, have anchored our self-worth in our ability to do things and to meet other people's expectation. And when we don't, we crumble in a state of self-loading and feel terrible, and that leads us into inaction, even paralysis. You get me? I know I'm not alone because now I coach women who have the same pattern in their life. Smart goals are to goal setting what dieting is to diet culture. Let me repeat this. Smart goals are to goal setting what dieting is to diet culture. Just like diet culture, smart goals are anchored on external result, accomplishment of action, all grounded in avoidance of failure and perfectionism is king or queen. Smart goals, just like diet culture, is archaic, sexist, and built on elitist principle. Just like dieting doesn't work, smart goals do not work because it disregards how human brain and human being function. It requires a constant willpower, which we know by science to be a limited resource. So when willpower runs out, action-driven goal-setting techniques stop working. Now, I can hear you, but Stephanie... Millions of people use action-driven goal technique. Millions of people use smart goal. 
I know, you're totally right, my sister. Just like dieting, billions of women do it time after time, even though 91 to 95% of women do not see dieting working for them, but they keep coming back at it. Why do people keep coming back to smart goals or action-driven goals or even dieting? Simply because people, women, are told that the problem is them, not the process. Smart goal works, that they say, and they repeat it to us. So women keep coming back to smart goals and hope to try to fix what they falsely believe to be the problem, them. The action of setting goal is not the problem. It's the process we use to set the goal. My personal journey of dismantling diet culture required that I look at the way that I set goals. I like setting goals for myself. I love it. I believe that setting goals for human is healthy. Setting goals is what allow us as human to evolve. It is my belief that our ultimate goal as a human living the human experience is to evolve, to grow. And for one to grow, it requires challenges and goal setting. The problem isn't goal setting, it's how and why I did it. It's how and why you do goal setting. Just like my relationship to food, the problem wasn't the food, but why and how. The problem wasn't me, the problem was diet culture. For a decade, I set goals from a place of lack, of wanting to fix myself. I strived to do and have. Today, I set goals from a place of love and abundance for myself. I set goals to feel and to be. That's the diet culture free way of setting goals. And dang, does it work? And it feels so much better. And it works on all fronts. Today, I'm at peace with food and my body. The mean girl voice in my mind are gone, baby, gone, vanished. Professionally, well, just look at my business result. This year, my business is 106% up in the middle of a freaking pandemic. Thank you very much. If you want to learn how to set goals, just like I described to you, you should join Conquer and Tribe in December and January. You will get access to a class on diet culture free goal setting. I'll teach you how to pick the right non-diet goal for you, how to set your goal for a diet culture free year and how to execute on them in a way that your brain will not fight you on it. I give you a workbook, I give you a video class, I will take you through the process step by step. And to support you along this process, we have this amazing feature in our community that's called Coach Corner, where you get access to a coach and also we have a private podcast and a private community to keep you accountable and so many other goodies. This is part of our Hell Yes to the New Year series. The Hell Yes series is available in December and January. So when you join Conquer and Tribe, we'll give you all the basic plus all these masterclass to set up your year for a hell yes of a year. Now, let me give you a quick snapshot of this process of setting goals in a diet culture free way. Now understand that I can't teach you all of it here on a podcast. 
The non-diet goal-setting workshop is actually a two-hour clinic with an extensive step-by-step workbook. So I'm going to go through it. Note that step one and five are the most important, but your brain will want to discard step one and five. It may even want to skip over the whole step one and five, especially if you do this alone. It will feel weird. Step one and five are what diet culture goal setting isn't spending any freaking time on, like none. And that's why 70% of resolution that we do at the beginning of every year are gone by the fifth week of the year. Ready? Step one, get clear on your intention. I can sum it up in eight words. Pick the right goals for the right reason. Diet culture goals setting works from a place that something is wrong with us. Diet culture works from a place that something is wrong with us as women. Diet culture taints our goal and assume that we need to fix ourselves to meet the standard set by patriarchy. And to this, what do we say? Hell no to this BS. You, my sister, are perfect as you are. All of you body and all. Set your goals in a place of love for yourself, not fear. The non-diet approach to goal setting is grounded in a space of acceptance of you, your whole you. Diet culture goals are grounded in fear. Fear of not good enough, not thin enough, not healthy enough, not enoughness. I don't know if that's a word, but I created it today. As women, we are trained to believe that we aren't good enough. So if we don't check our goals, the type of goals we set and the intention behind our goal, we will automatically set our goals from a place of lack and fear. The result of that is what we strive to get or to set goals for is from a place of lacking and that we should, it's our duty as women to strive for meeting the standard so that we will be happy. That's what diet culture wants us to believe and operate from, that our happiness comes from fixing ourselves. Nothing good comes from fear. Nothing, ever, never. (laughs) Nothing works when we're in a state of fear. Choose abundance instead of lack when setting your goals. Be in your body now. Accept your body now and dream from that place of acceptance. When we dismantle thy culture for ourselves, we set goal from our sweet self, from our perfect self, so that we can become even better. Not because we want to fix ourselves. Step two. That's the easy part, figuring out the action you want to take or that you're going to take to achieve this goal from a place of abundance. Step three, figure out how you need to feel to take these actions. Our emotion creates our action. Our thoughts creates our emotion. So in fact, we create our emotion. You and I create our emotion. Emotion don't wash over us by magic, woo-woo shit. No, 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 no. We create our emotion by the way we think. So 
our actions, the, the things we do in life are created by the way we feel. And the way we feel is created by the way we think. So on this, step four, figure out what you need to think to feel this way so you take these actions. What do you need to think so you can create the emotion that will produce the action to create the goal? Here's an example. Most humans chase happiness when setting goals. Like when you take all the noises out, we just want to be happy, right? We chase thinness, right? We take the action towards thinness and dieting because we believe that when we achieve that thing, when we are doing the things about losing weight, we'll finally be happy. And that's a big lie. That's why diet don't work. Happiness that we chase through thinness will never happen this way. Happiness comes from our thoughts. Happiness comes from our thinking. Therefore, getting something like thinness is not going to create happiness. That's why losing weight didn't make you happy long term. You may have had a short burst of dopamine every time someone complimented you when you lost weight. But when you were left alone in your own mind, that was a whole other story. Step five, think negatively. Now, the smart goals at this point are done, right? Once you've created the list of action, you go out and do the things. Step five, think negatively. I can hear you. Like, what the hell is she talking about? You want me to think negatively? Yes, I want to. That last step is what smart goal never talk about. That's what diet culture goals never talk about. And that is why smart goals, diet culture goals don't work. So before we get into it, let's recap, right? You have a goal. You have the action you need to do or take to make this goal happen. You know how you need to feel to create these actions. You know what you need to think in order to create that emotion. You're almost done. Now you need to expect your brain to throw a freaking tantrum, like a three-year-old, bacon style on the floor. Human brain is not created to handle change or growth. As a matter of fact, brain, human brain, are created to keep you safe and stable. Although your brain knows that there is better if something changed, right? You could evolve, you could grow, your brain thinks you are safe the way you are right now. Your brain will see all these actions that you're trying to take and will feel uncertain and your brain will be scared of this new space, this new environment, these new sets of action, and it will freak out. It will have a tantrum. This is where, step five, we need to spend most of our time managing the tantrum of our brain. Not planning, not doing checklists, not creating the perfect calendar, but managing the whisper and the tantrum of our brain day in and day out. That's what we call managing our brain. The self-coaching model is the way to do this. That's another thing we teach you inside of Conquer and Thrive. You have a whole course on that. That's The first stage of releasing that culture is learning to manage your brain from all these crazy beliefs that you were indoctrinated in when you were very young. 
aka wanting to fix yourself. You need to manage your brain. Here's a tip for you. Remember that what your brain tells you, that mean girl voice, all these thoughts floating around in your brain are just that, thoughts. They're not facts. In fact, the way I like to teach it to my student is that thoughts are a string of words, a string of sounds put together. You don't have to believe these thoughts. These thoughts aren't facts. They're just an opinion that you have that's floating in your brain. You can choose to believe your thoughts or not. That's what we call managing our mind, choosing the thoughts that we will believe. Managing our minds and our thought is what the basis of what we teach you in Conquer and Try, because anything else will not work. That's why people struggle with intuitive eating. That's why people are stuck not accepting their bodies, because women believe, and men also, everyone believe all of their thoughts that are floating in their head, and they believe that these thoughts are facts. And that's what drives us into self-loading. That's what drives us in inaction, Not managing our mind is why we suffer. Managing our mind will stop the suffering and it will give you what you want in life. All of your goals can be achieved if you manage your mind to the goal point. Here's an example of how managing my mind gave me what I wanted in my life. Every fiber of me didn't believe that I could be a clinical nutritionist and a large body. Society was telling me that I couldn't be a health expert in a large body. Every time I post on social media a full body of me, dozens of women told me the same thing. Being fat forbids you from being a health expert. My peers were telling me and judging me for even trying. I told myself over and over again that I would never be happy in a large body for decades but here I am today, a health expert, a clinical nutritionist, and a large body. I teach women about health in a large body. I host a top-ranking health podcast around the world. Women listen to me, a health expert in a large body. I build a health company that is in massive growth. I teach other health experts how to do what I do. I lead a movement to liberate other women in a new way of engaging with their life and health. I'm a thought leader. I'm a culture maker. I do all of this against all odds. 100% because I set goals from a place of love and I manage my mind day in and day out. And because I choose to say hell yes to me and hell no to diet culture, and all the insidious way that diet culture shows up in my life, just like goal setting. I'd love to lead you through this process. I hope you can join us inside of Conquer and Thrive. And together, my sister, we will say hell yes to the new year. I love you, sister. Thank you for being here. And I'll see you on the next episode. Hey you, if you enjoy listening to this show, you have to come and check Conquer and Thrive. It's my monthly coaching program that comes with expert courses that will show you exactly how to take this life-changing work and apply it into your own life. 
We teach you how to change your mindset, eat intuitively, and master body confidence. That you've decided to stop dieting today or years ago, Conquer and Thrive will help you take this knowledge deeper into real life practices. It comes with access to me as your coach and my team of experts. Join us by simply going to www.stephaniedodzie.com forward slash join. I can't wait to meet you inside our Conquer and Thrive community. I'll see you on the other side.